from Rochester, New York, home of the Aquinas Institute, Dinosaur Barbecue, and Lilac Festival. This is FC3 Monkey Business, starring Chris Frank, Billy DeTore, and Tanya Metris in rich, buttery blueberry muffins. And now, your host, Chris Frank. Muffins. Muffin Vision. I could go blueberry for a muffin right about muffins. That. Yes. Well, he I had like this, this intro, and then, and your host, Chris Frank. Because <laughs> he, he was like, I want to revel in the muffinness. Muffinness. And he kind of just like was so to the forefront and then just calm <laughs> to introduce you. Definitely better than uh, Tanya Melstrom Metris from you, the Come list. on, you loved that <laughs> shit and you know it. I totally forgot until Billy was playing it. I'm like, oh, and I was here the day you recorded it. But, yeah, I know. Uh-huh. That's the best part. So, hi, honey, I'm home. Oh, you're back from vacation. I thought yeah. we fired you. This is the- <laughs> You no, can, that's my job. <laughs> you certainly can try. And since she didn't have that power yet. That's, you know, that's that's the thing. It's, it's you know, years down the road when we finally decide we've had enough of podcasting and we want to shut down monkey business. We're for... going to fire each other. No, no, no. I'm going to have Tony come in and fire me. Ooh. Oh, that'll be, <laughs> be it. Right at the end. Right at the end of the closing credits. You know, we'll do the whole, you know, da, 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 the whole out cue. Chris, and, you're fired. And then, you know, all of a sudden you hear Tony go, Chris. Hi, Tony. You're fired. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds perfect. There it is. Especially yeah. since I love like tacking on like little snippets toward at the very end. Oh, we have a right doing that. You know, sometimes <laughs> Billy Billy has caught some of the best like little post credit co- conversations between us. Uh, it's just there's some so, good stuff. something about um, alcohol in the room. Yeah, that's that, happened. That's when I remember to actually hit the record, record button. <laughs> Did you hit record today? Yes. Okay. Yay, we're recording. Ooh, yeah. so, so this is, is moonshine over there. I, don't I think probably. Maybe. Who knows know. what Weez has over there? I don't. This is my season four premiere. I'm, I'm, hi, honey, I'm home. Yeah, I, st- I kicked off the season. Yes, you did. You did oh. a good job of it too. I, thank you. I, Wait, I, it's I, my premiere too. Yes, it is. But it's less important because you're the host. That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. Because you've been in the trenches right along uh, with I, us. It, it, it's actually nerve wracking, like taking the lead on this because, as I said, mm-hmm. I'm like I can't necessarily just go off the cuff like you can and just like well it's just a matter of experience really yeah, so i mean that's that's the thing is is the more i i, I mean i've been doing the the primary host job for what three and a half almost four years now at this mm-hmm. point so it's easy for me to kind of just sit back and just sit back it. and spitball things you know it's also improv theater and dungeon mastering and all sorts mm-hmm. of you know random stuff and being in public a lot, you know, fun things like that. So it's and I did find it was hard to host and research at the same time, and I know that you happen to have had to do. I've that had to way. do that a couple of times, and yeah, yeah. it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it's always good to have that 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 wingman you trust mm-hmm. sitting next to you on the computer, going, "Oh, that's what this is." Okay. I like eating candy bars while she's talking. That is yeah. a beautiful <laughs> idea, Billy. Billy, how you doing over there? Hi, Chris. I'm good. I'm good, good to hear. So did anything fall off your uh, kitchen cabinets no. or anything with your no. cats up on there? No, I, I have it's that big bookshelf we have in the back of the dining room. Mm-hmm. Where you saw a picture that Susan posted yesterday where I've got all the, the the big bookshelf with all my graphic novels and hardcovers. And all and your Funkos and, and whatever. It's got Yeah, it's got uh, toys and stuff. And on top of that are some various... Statues, and I got a Green Lantern lantern up there, and a Marvin the Martian, and and uh, here is my Legi- earth shattering kaboom. Uh, Legion <laughs> yeah. of Superhero Clubhouse. I got a bunch of stuff up there. A Green and Lantern lantern lantern. Yeah, lantern. exactly. So uh, Susan looked over. She's on her couch. She looked up there, and Oliver had somehow, and I still don't know how he they're, must have jumped from his crafty. cat tree to and landed within. 
he he was laying on the locker we have for the Green Lantern Lantern, mm-hmm. and uh, he couldn't have fit a sheet of paper between him and the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like kind of liquid. Yeah. Whatever their head can fit, they can fit. So if you look at my Facebook page, you know, or my wife Susan's same last name, you'll see a picture of my cat Oliver. And somehow he got down without knocking anything over, which is equally as amazing. Yeah. Well, that, I also know that I've seen your cats in your cabinets too. Yeah. 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 Cats are nimble. Yeah. And okay. somehow, and I, the our newest black cat, Bob, Silent Bob, somehow he wound up on the uh, the mantle right under our big screen TV. And I've never seen him jump that high. I, I have no idea how he got there. Hmm. So He's silent, but deadly. Yeah. Exactly. No <laughs> so, yeah. So it was kind of interesting what I saw. Yeah. So. Right now, I'm looking forward to Tuesday. I'm going to see the new uh, Jane Silent, Silent Bob, Bob movie. Nice. We're having one of those Fathom events uh, with the premiere of Jane and Silent Bob reboot. So I'm going to that Tuesday. Wunderbar. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Tuesday, work. Uh, or actually, by the time that I, w- I went what, yesterday, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went yesterday and it was outstanding. I laughed and laughed and laughed. Well, let's see. Um, I worked. I had a uh, training for the breast cancer walk that's coming up on the 20th um, at Frontier Field. Um, Chrissy and I and Ann were going to be down there. And then we had a board meeting last night. Did we? Yes. Was I any good? We didn't kill each other. We did. Did I have fun? Uh, I don't know. You were pretty tired. And it's that's kind of a thing these days. <laughs> Even though it technically hasn't happened yet, we yeah. can actually say that. No, you it's were pretty tired. safe bet to say that I was tired. <laughs> yeah, safe. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, fairly safe bet. I'm, I'm a little on the whoop side. Um, so by now, my dad's had his procedure because he's got a bum ticker at the moment. So, so hopefully they've uh, they put him up on the lift and fixed everything <laughs> under the hood, as it were. <laughs> so, so positive juju and thoughts going out to uh, Chris's dad. Yeah. Because, you know, if, if he doesn't heal from this, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> now, is your dad's real name, was it Charles? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, his dad, go? my grandfather, was also Charles. Oh, so. So my dad got that traditional where they, they push off of the first name and they go down to the, the middle name. So they've been calling him by his middle name forever and a day. Um, and so people, I, you know, you walk up. To uh, the the information desk, I'm Tom, looking for Charles Tom. Frank, and the you know the person who's oh okay yeah here he is, but the person with me is like who the hell's that? <laughs> Although your dad's name is Tom, um yeah that's his middle name, but yeah whatever. That's right, my dad's first name was John, so that's my middle name. There you go. Yeah, yeah we did. We discovered my dad and I got a giggle out of that. We've kind of created an informal um, tradition in my family where my dad is Charles Thomas Frank. He gave me his first name as my middle name. I'm Christopher Charles Frank. And then I turned around and unknowingly gave Ian my first name as his middle. So he's Ian Christopher Frank. So it's so he's like, Dad, if I have a son, do I have to name him something Ian Frank? I said, Do whatever the hell you want. But you know, yes, 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 you have to. Yes, you have to. Damn it. Well, with my friend Dino, his his first name is Constantinos, and that's his father's middle name. So when he has a son, he's got to name his son Stravos because that's the, his middle name. Because that's his dad's first name. It's a fine Irish lad, I see. No, Greek. Darling <laughs> Greek. Greek. <laughs> yeah, there was a yeah. joke in there. She walked right into that one, didn't she? Of course I did. Yes, yeah, she did. That's no, why we sorry, love you. I can't find a good Irish guy. I don't to think date. people know who's sitting next to you. Well, I'm getting to that, but oh, okay. I'm having my own fun at the moment, I so it all works out. Yeah. To my uh, to my right is well, the ever present legend. That I was here. Yes, the ever present <laughs> radio legend Tanya Mattress. Maelstrom Mattress. Yeah, you're gonna die today. No, you're not. <laughs> You've tried. It failed. But to my left, 
on the liberal side of the things. Ha! Ha! Which is true. <laughs> it's just true. Is the the young and effervescent Chrissy Harding. Hello. Hello, darling. Hello, love. Recent addition to the senior staff of Flower City Comic Con and the Mighty Monkey Corporation. She's keeping Anne in line. She's well, she's Anne's, Anne's left hand of goddess. Okay, I, I hate to tell you, but it's not hard to keep Anne in line right now. Yeah, I know. Seriously. <laughs> Ravioli can keep Anne in line right now. Yeah. This is true. Yeah, that's Still a the thing. cutest cat. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and then to the far left. So far that he's right. <laughs> <laughs> It's me, Mr. Tony. Mr. Tony. How are you, Tony? I'm pretty good. Are Uh, we having fun yet? I think so. Tony, help me out here. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Okay, that's good uh, to know. Might be flying out to California in a couple weeks. Yeah, Uh, I'm hearing something about Microsoft in your future. Yeah, I I interviewed with them um, uh, last week Mm -hmm. from when this episode drops. Okay. Um, So where on the West Coast? Where? I'm hoping Seattle. Because taxes, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it's entirely plausible that I'll be working out of Silicon Valley or uh, somewhere in California. Now, what would you be doing with Microsoft? Um, I don't know. Um, I want to be doing hardware. Go um, for. Yeah, I'll be. Uh, I'll Mail be. Mailboy. Gra- coffee be fetcher. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's an, a very important part for any, anybody. Anybody is good coffee and a trustworthy person to bring it to you. I mean, if they want to pay me 40 bucks that. an hour to like get coffee, I'm all for it. <laughs> Especially in Seattle. Hell, if they're going to be don't paying 40 bucks an hour to Chris fetch coffee, I'm, I'm, I'll freaking open a Starbucks. <laughs> He's your huckleberry there. Ah, uh, your huckleberry. <laughs> oh, man. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm running at about 60% right now. To be honest, today. So, so it's good that you're just going to be throwing out questions today. It is. I did not do the homework, homework for today's episode. I, I did the homework for today's episode. I'm impressed. Which is definitely. I really went for the popcorn. <clears throat> How was the popcorn? Really fresh. It was great. <laughs> but then I proceeded to dump half my Mike and Ikes down the back of my seat because I moved my purse. Oof, whoops! Yeah. I lost half of them. Oof. It was a little disappointing. My friend Sean laughed at me. Well, you know, why not? That's easy well, to do. Well, Sean. Yeah. Well. That's okay. I'm really not out the dollar because he was the one that bought him, <laughs> and he bought the popcorn. So popcorn's too expensive at theaters. It is horrible, well, and you and you can't sneak it in like you can candy. That's why I'm yeah. a candy person at the movies. Yeah. <clears throat> well, see, the thing is, I don't buy the popcorn. Sean does. I buy the movie uh, tickets, but I, it don't well, it wouldn't help for you and Susan. So yeah. you, therefore, you need to find a friend that will buy the movie tickets, yeah. and then you buy the popcorn. And therefore. Susan loves popcorn, but I went to. We're going to be talking about the Joker. I went by myself because I could tell Susan was wasn't going to enjoy this one. Yeah. So yeah, see, that's I chickened out, Billy, because I I know you're probably used to doing stuff like that, but I'm not. And and hearing everything I've heard about the Joker, I was like, I don't want to see this movie alone. No, because he, he called you. And everybody me on bailed Saturday. on me yesterday. I was like, wait, I want to wait. Okay, but fine. You didn't call me. You're right, I didn't. So I didn't call everybody. I called almost everybody. Can we rewind that? I oh, wasn't no. called. <laughs> Seriously, like the two Why would I call you though? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Who doesn't I, want to see a movie with a uh, with a 21 year old? Do you want me to kick him? I can kick. Nah, him. it's okay. Okay, he's, he's close to me. I'll just. Okay. How? What the hell? <laughs> Gang up on Chris Day. Yep. It's not nice. See, I I like going to the movies by myself. Have a Kit Kat. Thank you. Because then I don't have no, to worry no, if the, no, no. about if the person I'm with likes it. That's true. That's true. Especially yeah. when I pick the movie. There you go. Yeah, because no one can complain at that point. Yeah. 
And well, that, I still remember, I went, I think it was last summer when 47 Meters Down was out, that shark movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I almost left that one because I was by myself and I was sitting there all tense and scared and going, why am I here? This isn't fun. <laughs> Okay, so speaking of that, just in regards to like an intense type, scary, whatever movie, Sean wants to know when you guys want to talk about horror type movies and not a book club, like a specific horror movie, Mm -hmm. because he wants me to be able to see it so he can sit there and laugh at me the entire time because I will be (laughs) petrified. I don't do horror movies. Yeah, that's like, that's the thing that I'm just not good at. I I will watch a horror movie with you. You know what we should do is if we're going to do a horror movie night, or a horror movie podcast, then I'm going to go on vacation again, and we'll bring Sean in to host. Okay, I'm actually, okay just, I'm actually kind of okay with that too. See, make we, us a little heart happy. We did the classic monster movies. Yeah, which were great. Well, they right. were tense. They were thrill. They were cheesy though, because we're so used to it. You know, but that was fun. I mean, I saw Rambo: Last Blood, and I was like, Ehm. yeah. It wasn't scary, but it was just gory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Well, a lot of the really good horror movies right now are not exactly the mass-produced ones that we're used to. Uh, there, a lot of the independent horror movies are really good right now. Like Midsummer is. I was an just going to ask you about movie. that. I, I heard about that from a, a podcast that I listened to, mm-hmm. and uh, I was going to ask if anybody had seen that. I have. I have seen it, and it's a really good horror movie because it is a horror movie, but it also talks about the psychology of a breakup. Too. Interesting. Yeah, it's a really, I mean, if anyone gets a chance to see it, I definitely say go and see it. Just don't go and see it with your significant other because you'll start to look at them a little weird. (laughs) (laughs) And and a movie that's a horror movie but not really, it's more of a a drama and a romance in a way, is The Shape of Water. Won the Academy Award a couple years ago. Right. I've been meaning to see that. I hear it's quite good. I mean, other than the fish porn aspect of it. I loved it. Yeah, but you don't see a lot of the fish porn. That's good. I loved it. And it's the creature from the Black Lagoon basically from the viewpoint of the creature. Okay. And I, I got to say, I love that movie. I, All like right. horror, I love horror movies where you sit there and as you're watching it, you, you wonder who the real monster is. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it the monster as you see it on the TV or is it the society re- reacting to it? Because those really, not only do they scare you, but they also make you think too, which is really, which is to me, I have a lot of fun with because after we leave the movies, me and my friends will actually go to like Jay's Diner. Um, or a coffee shop, and we will sit there and analyze the movie, which I have the most fun doing. That's like a really good segue into like the Joker yeah. as yes. like a movie. Yeah, because that's <laughs> the Joker is definitely, from what I've heard, that kind of movie. Okay, very cool. Then uh, I tell you what, let's take a quick break, and um, we come back. I don't know. We'll figure something else to talk about. But uh, today's big topic, we're going to be talking about the uh, the sensation of Joaquin Phoenix as the, the Joker. Joker. Mm. Some call me the gangster love. Some people call me Maurice. I was expecting that to be Tony. Other 
Sorry, I, I don't think I've heard this song. Real? Oh my god. I'm just gonna kill myself. No, don't do that. I'm just gonna kill myself. We're of a different. He's young. Remember, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna kill myself. Billy, he's never heard this song. Billy, we're from a much older and better generation. But everybody knows this A better generation's relative there. Tony, Tony, you're fired. See, here's here's what I want to hear is I want to hear Dylan right now. Clowns on the left, me jokers to the right. Oh, here, oh, that's uh, actually a band called Steelers Wheel. Steelers Wheel. Steelers Wheel. Stuck in the middle with you. Oh, okay. I thought that was a Dylan song. No, it's not. Stuck in the middle with you. Clowns to the left, me jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. And I know Tony doesn't know that one either. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and he wouldn't. He definitely double secret know. probation fired. He definitely wouldn't know what was actually played in the movie. Sending the clowns. Yeah. He wouldn't know that either. No. Oh, was that actually in the movie? Yeah. Probably. Not on awesome. the train. I'm familiar yeah. with the song "Sending the Clowns." Yeah. I actually think I sang that one. In they high sing school. it in his dorm all the time when he comes out of his room. <laughs> in Gotham City, mentally troubled comedian Arthur Fleck is disregarded and mistreated by society. He then embarks on a downward spiral of revolution and bloody crime. This path brings him face to face with his alter ego, the Joker. So this is a this is an origin story, but sell you off the books. This is not something that's ever been covered in comic books before, Billy Bill. Actually, it's been covered many times. There's a bunch of different origins for the Joker. Oh, I'm sure. Which is uh, why this is just one of them. This is just mm-hmm. this, it kind of fits in. And when people say, "Oh, they they need to dump them in chemicals or something," that's not yeah. necessarily the way it actually there, goes. There's if plenty you're gonna of, have yeah. uh, if you're gonna have an origin story, you better make it multiple choice. There you go. It there. says Joker centers around an origin of that iconic arch nemesis and is an original standalone story not seen before on the big screen. Todd Phillips's exploration of Arthur Fleck, a man disregarded by society, is not only is not only a gritty character study, but also a broader cautionary tale. I see. Now, before we get too far into this, I don't want to say something and then I'll go by Spoilers. the way. Spoilers. This is going to be Spoilerville. All right. So if you have not seen the Joker yet, Please pause us. Pause. Set the podcast aside, go watch the movie, and then come back. All right. You have now been officially warned. I am coming Spoilers. in. I'm yeah, a, a new <laughs> essence from the Mighty Monkey. Spoilers. Spoilers. Christopher has not seen it. I've not seen it. I but I'm okay. I'm I'm he's okay with spoilers. And Chrissy has not seen it, so we're we're going in. You know, we're we're going in open minded about the fact that we know we're going to hear things about the movie that we have not yet seen. Yeah, because to me, a movie is not about the ending; it's about the journey to get to the ending. You know, that's that's very philosophical. I don't agree. I just don't care. But no, <laughs> we know he's I love your opinion. Care. I care about your opinion. I just don't care about the whole process. That's the whole. I, I'm well, just that, the difference in how you and I approach it. Well, that's the writer in me. See, I, I you know, as a writer, I should probably think about that journey more. You don't. I don't. I know. I we don't. have this conversation before about I your know. writing style. Yes, my writing style, which, by the way, is non-existent and has been for quite some time, unfortunately. But. I can't say much about that now that I have a credit. That's nice, though. I love that. I'm so proud of you. Anyway, back to the movie. <laughs> it was a really good movie. This is going to be yeah. spoiler heavy. So, um, and and let me, from my, uh, from my standpoint of having not viewed this movie, a lot of the run-up, you know, between the trailers and people talking about it, and uh, initial press interviews and various comments from folks who were involved in the movie. There was there was a very interesting uh, concern coming up uh, about this movie, like it was glorifying uh, you know, the, the sociological, the the outcast. It's glorifying the incel. It's glorifying um, 
the the, the society just breaks a person and and kind of bypassing uh, a lot of mental health issues that are important to today's society. So having seen it, what is your comment to that, Bill? I don't think it glorifies it. It mm-hmm. just shows this sometimes happens. It, it, it's not making Arthur Fleck <laughs> slash the Joker the good guy. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, one of the early scenes is really reminiscent of uh, Bernard Getz, which I don't know if you remember I Bernard do. Getz. I do remember Bernard Getz. I think Getz. it was early 80s, Yeah, he's it? the guy who... Um, shot the people on the subway because he and, felt he was being accosted. And that's what happened. That's sort of the initial uh, start of the breaking point for Arthur Fleck. Okay. Uh, he, a similar thing happens. He he shoots the accosters and becomes sort of a hero to some people. Okay. And, and uh, it sort of celebrates uh, the overcoming of, of someone, a, a, a downtrodden person over the rich, wealthy uh, bankers bankers who, who uh, accosted him. Interesting. Okay. So it, it sort of takes the Bernard Getz way, but if you remember in the original Bernard Getz, mm-hmm. he wound up, and no pun intended for real, shooting himself in the foot yeah. by being crazy and in court and taking the sympathy away from himself. Okay, so and do you feel that the Joker did that as well? Or? I th- absolutely. Mm-hmm. At no point, there is a really small window of him being sympathetic at all. Mm-hmm. And he made me uncomfortable even from the beginning, even okay. during his sympathetic phase. At no point do you feel... Uh, yeah. At no point did I feel particularly sympathetic to the character of um, Arthur Fleck. Okay. Um, so this is this is not Deadpool. This is not oh, where you're no, rooting for no. the bad guy. No. The, you know, the criticisms or th- that... Uh, were uh, being levied against it before um, before the movie actually was released were completely unwarranted. It, mm-hmm. At no point do you feel comfortable with. That's any, what I was looking for. Okay. Where uh, you f- at no point do you feel comfortable with anything that's going on? Yeah, he's with, not an like, anti-hero. They're not turning him into a hero. No, they're no. showing you the descent into madness. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and you know, uh, of someone who wasn't very likable to begin with. Got it. Um, I'm on like a different part of this in regards to. I didn't have sympathy for him, but I had some empathy for him during this downward spiral because um, services kind of failed him because funding was cut. And when he he was doing, quote unquote, the things that he was supposed to be doing as a person with mental illness, he was going to see a counselor. He was taking his medication or he was doing this, but then services were cut. And the social worker that he was talking to didn't really even seem to care. Okay. And and so from from a person that's in the special education field that that sees people like this not necessarily as um, uh, strong on the one end or the other on the uh, on the mental health spectrum, mm-hmm. but I I my heart was breaking for him during that but then he he wasn't necessarily he just went batshit crazy mm-hmm. during this whole thing but truly at the beginning my heart was breaking for him because he was bullied he was picked on he was this they they he looked a little different as the clown um he looked a little weird so therefore teens or whatever thought that it was okay to mess with him and then then even his coworkers thought it was okay because he seemed a little different. 
mm-hmm. he was a little weird. It so almost sounds like this is like a commentary about how society also plays a part with a lot of people it, it, it with mental huge. illness. It was huge in regards to that society and things like that. And it was during a time like now, granted, I'm coming into it in the, the 2019, but this was set back in the 1980s where you didn't know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that that. Yeah. So, of course. They bullied. They did this, and it was it was kind of like the norm at that point that if you looked different, you were bu- okay, you, you were, were bullied, bullied, and things like that. And I and it's just coming on the um, tail end of I had uh, training on Thursday for DASA, which is Dignity for All Students Act. So I just came into it with a different mindset uh-huh. than going than going to the movies or whatever. Because Billy's like, oh, Tanya, you're not going to like it. I'm going to say I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. I was just it. It makes you stop and think, and and there there's people even still today that are dealing with the mental health issues. It almost and, it almost sounds like this is a movie where there's kind of if you're someone who deals with mental health issues or you do have, not go see it, or you have some or you know people who do deal with it, you kind of get a you get a different feeling from it than someone who probably has never dealt with mental health issues. Um, so which is I'm sorry, is go ahead, Chrissy. Which I think is inter- which I think is a good thing for a movie because it makes us talk about right, it. right. So is this is his descent then a failure of of society in general, or is 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 a commentary? I I think it's it's a commentary on how times have changed mm-hmm. because uh, as Tanya and Chrissy were saying. Now I don't think something like this would go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. It'd go to that extent. Yeah. That extreme. Um, I almost want to talk about the end so we can work our way backwards. Tony, what, what do you think? I or, think you know our theory on so the ending. The, uh, the theory is, uh, there's a couple different theories um, on how the movie is. Um, uh, a lot of people don't know what's real in the movie because I, we don't I, have a reliable narrator in Arthur Fleck. See, okay. uh, over the course of... And I couldn't this, tell which was real and which was in his head. This goes back to comic books where, and I was telling you before we started recording, there's no real origin for the Joker over the right. course of years. And even in the Heath Ledger version, mm-hmm. if you notice, every time Heath Ledger tells his story, his Joker tells his story of how he got, got that the scars. Way, it's always it's different. different. It's different because yeah. his sick Perception. brain changes it every time. He's not remembering it the same every time. Or he probably doesn't doesn't remember. He it. doesn't remember. So. Towards the end of the movie, you see him with the therapist in Arkham Asylum. And at that point, there's a theory that everything before that time is his version of the story at that moment. And not necessarily the real story. Okay. So everything that could happen could have happened. So it, at the end of the movie, then, yeah. he's been captured. He's at Arkham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's what? He's, is he with Harley? No, no, he's no. with a, 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 the therapist, therapist you see him at the beginning. Okay, who in is the it beginning? The same therapist? It's the same is woman. Is it because yeah. I couldn't? I just couldn't tell and if, if it you, was or not. If you notice, in that, at least in my head, and I may be remembering this wrong, that office is a bit brighter. She seems a bit more sympathetic than in the beginning, and I think, in, in my theory, is that in that first scene is how he remembered being treated sort of dismissively by her mm-hmm. or and at least by um a therapist and he's using her as a plant for um for um all therapists yeah because because i looked at her id I, her id as the mm-hmm. social worker mm-hmm. and it said something kane k-a-n-e was the last name 
but then when I looked at the end, I think that that was a salute to Bob Kane, the the original the, creator. Yeah, the original creator. Yeah. Um, I have a, just because I'm going to throw this out there, and it's more for me as an Easter egg. But did they actually give the name of the psychologist that he sees at the end of the movie? No. It the I not that it, I remember the, the whatever is it, um Doctor Sally is referenced here in um, no Doctor Sally was the other guest on the talk show. No, Doctor Sally is Sandra James. She's was she the was she the um, remember Murray the sex therapist or what? Yeah, okay. and, yeah. and so in the Murray the, Franklin show that was Doctor Worker we, because there's um because in the actual Batman continuity there's two um, female psychologists that actually end up actually analyzing this Joker. One was uh, Doctor Joanne Leland, um, who is actually worked with all of the rogues gallery and then there is the very the very famous dr harlan quinzel who harley becomes quinn, harley quinn and i don't believe this was i don't, believe it. I don't think it is true because i think carly quinn enters his life a lot later in his career he doesn't she's not there at the beginning um she, so there's no hint of her in this movie though no, no. Yeah, there's there's no should, and there shouldn't no. be okay well, let me ask the obvious question is there a batman reference oh yeah yes um there's Ted, actually no, is he a, or is he seen so Bruce Wayne, Wayne is young. Bruce Wayne is, is like about seven. He's ten. He's about ten. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Thomas Wayne is sort of the figurehead of all the rich people okay. in Gotham City. He's actually running for mayor. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which I've seen in several plot lines um, over the years. And there's a there's um, at one point uh, Arthur Fleck's mother tells or uh, tells Arthur that. Um, his father was um, Thomas, Thomas Wayne. Wayne. That she used to work at Wayne Manor. And... Oh, goody! So it's a whole Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. and the uh, and the yeah. maid kind of a oh, thing. Boy. So the and but you don't know if it's real or not. No. Yeah, and we see adoption oh. papers for Arthur, mm-hmm. um, saying that he was just abandoned um, and that uh, his mother adopted him. Okay, but then we also see a letter or a photograph from uh, of uh, his mother with love, um, love that smile or love something. that smile, Thomas Wayne. Or, or it does or T. say T.W., which he references or makes someone believe it's Thomas Wayne, but uh-huh. it might not be. And the handwriting on the back of the photo does not match at all the handwriting of his mother, because we see his mother's handwriting earlier in the movie. And so, But only you would pick up on details like that, I'm going to think. Uh, probably. Or was it was it supposed to be an obvious cue? I th- I, th- I th- I feel like yeah. it was supposed to be an obvious cue. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I remember in the group that I went with, I said, that that confirms it. He has to be um, Thomas Wayne's son. And uh, they were like, no, no, no. Didn't you see the adoption papers? And it was like, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of like theories whether or not he is or isn't. And Or maybe um, he okay. just had an affair with Arthur Fleck's mother and it has nothing to do with mm-hmm. his being born. Mm-hmm. And or, um, or his you see Arthur crumple up the uh, the photograph, and I, I think that's uh, a genuine like visual cue that he is snapped. He doesn't care who he is anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, because before that, he'd been like searching and searching and searching for like I want to know who I am. Um, and after his dad rejects him, or his, his supposed dad rejects him, he uh, he's uh, he just completely disassociates. Was there was there one event in the movie that kind of like is the hallmark? I think it's a series of events that just lead to mm-hmm. his. It's he has this whole uh, the Joker as a character has the idea of one bad day. Mm-hmm. Um, Arthur Fleck's character goes through one bad week. Okay. 
Which, if you've ever read uh, The Killing Joke, which is one of my favorite Batman stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard uh, that this was almost mm-hmm. kind of based off of that premise. It is, because uh, in The Killing Joke, the origin story for the Joker in that one is that he was a, uh, a budding stand-up comedian mm-hmm. and who had one bad day. He hooked himself up with a, some criminals, was going to help... Them rob a, a, a factory, if I remember right. Ace Chemicals. Thank you. Oh, and the, thus yeah. the chemical yeah. uh, origin story. Mm-hmm. But uh, so there's there's nods to uh, other origin, to especially the Killing Joke. Yeah. And this one, and the theory of one bad day can make anybody go crazy. Yeah. Because uh, I know Ar- how that feels. Arthur mm-hmm. starts as uh, Arthur has this whole thing where he's trying to be a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, and Robert De Niro's character makes fun of him for it, and then he brings on. And De Niro's uh, like the Johnny Carson. Yes, yes. Yeah. He's, he's you know, or, or Jimmy Fallon that can yeah. appeal yeah. to the. Uh, the it's a Murray side. Franklin show, and if it just if you get a chance, see the movie The King of Comedy. Mm-hmm. Starring, I was about to say that because I heard it was kind of an homage to his character. It is. In abs- that. There's a Martin Scorsese film called The King of Comedy, where mm-hmm. Robert De Niro plays a man named Rupert Pupkin who wants to be a stand-up comedian and kidnaps. Jerry Lewis's character, Jerry Lewis plays the Johnny Carson character, okay. Jerry Langford, okay. and kidnaps Jerry Lewis's character to be to be on the show, on his show. Okay. And I think the King of Com- or the Joker is definitely a nod to the King of Comedy. Gotcha. So I, gotcha. I, I just really like that. And one other Easter egg, the, the only thing in this movie that made me smile, because it was a nod to comic book fans everywhere mm-hmm. that know this, uh... And the original origin story of Batman, you know, Thomas and Martha Wayne are leaving the theater mm-hmm. with their son, Bruce. And in almost every case, most cases anyway, they're leaving Zorro. Because this is 1981, they're leaving Zorro the Gay Blade, starring George Hamilton. Oh my okay. God, that's awesome. That's <laughs> phenomenal. That was, so, that, that, by the way, that was a funny-ass movie, too. Yeah, I'm just going to say that. Zorro the Gay Blade, that title actually made me chuckle because I knew the reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I forget where I was going with that, so I think I'm done talking. No, that was... That's... Well, and that goes into the thing is um, because the the person that kills um, Thomas and Martha Wayne at the end is wearing the clown mask. Mm-hmm. And so Bruce always remembers it's like a clown or a joker that kind of mm-hmm. killed his parents. So is it that... Um, Joker is now the ideal or the the idea of causing chaos and riots and going against the rich or well he's always been a character that has embodied anarchy to begin with he he is the true chaotic evil character mm-hmm. he is someone who doesn't care about the consequences he's going to do it because he wants to do it and it's going to cause the most amount of terror and chaos he's always been that way in the comic books and majority of the movies i think heath ledger's portrayal of the joker most embodies that anarchy yeah anarchy the anarchy of the joker um, he has very few rules that he does go by. I mean, the only time I think he ever did not like an action he took was when he actually shot um, Barbara Gordon Essex, um, Sussex in um, one of the Batman comics when and she was saving a baby. I don't think I know this one. I, I know where he, he shot Barbara Gordon and paralyzed her in the there killing was, joke. Was, yeah, killing this joke. Was, this was the stepmother. This is um, James Gordon's second wife. 
where he had a he had kidnapped he had taken over a bus full of children he threw a baby out of the bus and and uh, James Gordon's wife had two choices she could catch the baby or shoot the Joker she dropped her gun to catch the baby and then the Joker shot her in the head and there's a scene where he walks away and he is not you know normally he laughs when he does stuff mm-hmm. he had a very solemn look on his face and and the writers of that said that was like one of the first times they actually gave him a conscience okay you just gave me some homework I'm gonna find this story <laughs> Let me, let I'm, me, I'm a DC geek. Let me circle back around because you had mentioned about Easter egg and the Easter egg, you know, with the, the the reference to the previous movies and whatnot. Is is there are there any others? Is this movie Easter egg free? Is it basically you don't have to be a DC Comics fan to appreciate oh, this movie? This is an absolute standalone movie. You don't, you okay. don't need to know the Zorro okay. reference. You don't need to know. I mean, everyone will know Bruce Wayne's name, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I didn't realize that that was Alfred. Yeah, yeah, the, a lot of people gate, didn't. Yeah, at, standing yeah. at the gate with Bruce or whatever. I didn't yeah, realize the current that version was... of Alfred is more of a tough guy. In fact, there's a TV show coming out soon called Pennyworth. Yeah. Actually, it's already out. Oh, really? And, and it's, it's uh, epics. Yeah, it's Alfred when he was younger, right? Yeah, like, yeah. it was uh, how he met the Waynes and uh, mm-hmm. like what was going on in England when he went met the Waynes. Uh-huh. Um, it's from the same people that did like um, the Gotham TV show. Okay. So they're um, going to try and they're going to try and emulate the whole Sean Pertwee kind of yeah, um, Alfred version of Alfred. From what I under, uh, from what I've seen so far, it's actually it it's a very interesting take on the Alfred character because um, it takes that whole like Gotham concept of like yeah, you, these are the names of the characters and you know generally what they do, but uh, this is a completely different take on them. Mm-hmm. Did did uh, Billy, you're the, the Batman expert. Mm-hmm. Did Alfred ever have this kind of double life back in the original days was, or was I mean, just the not, old not butler. Not until re- to me, the first hint of that was there was a story called Earth One. Uh-huh. There was a book called Earth One where all of a sudden he had a life as sort of a security guy and a soldier and all that. But and during my years of reading comics, mostly stories from the '60s and '70s and older and up through the eight, he was the Wayne's Butler. Mm-hmm. So. You know, it wasn't until within the last ten years in my head that he became more of a um, a fighter. Mm-hmm. I think the first like reference to it was like back in the eighties. Um, uh, there was like a reference to him being a World War Two uh, veteran, mm-hmm. but that was about it. Okay. Well, I just don't remember. I remember the episode. It was what the Lion and the Unicorn, and that's Batman animated series where you actually got a really good look into his past as an MI six. Uh, MI6 agent, right? Where he has to go with his partner, and they have to stop. You know, Batman helps them stop um, someone launching some nuclear weapons because they both had the codes. He had one half of the code; his partner had the other half of the code. And I remember as a child in the '90s watching them, like, wait, there's more to Batman's Butler than because I also grew up watching the 1960s um, Batman show where he was just the the wise, just the old, but- he yeah. was the wise old butler that they went to when they had a problem, and he right. was the one who helped them fix it. And that's what he was in comics. He, no, I my sort of heyday of reading comics was all of the seventies and the early eighties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I knew him as Batman's Butler, okay. and who was always there for him and right. willing to do anything to help. But he wasn't necessarily the fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I, I think. I do think there are uh, several Easter eggs for those who pay attention, but it's more like eye candy for the uh, for the like super fans or the uber fans. Okay, well, tell me one. 
Um, <laughs> I didn't realize <laughs> you were going to be put on the spot. <laughs> Whoa. 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 Sorry. Careful, Sorry. Chrissy. Ah. She's so excited. She did that. I, I saw apologize. that. There's the little... There's a guy who works at uh, the joke shop where um, uh, where uh, Arthur works. Okay. He's 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 a he's a sh- a short person, um, and I think he might be a reference to um, the character Puck from the uh, early Batman series, okay. or from the early introduction of the Joker, um, because early Joker had a sidekick named sidekick named Puck who was short. And um, uh, also a clown, and uh, eventually he was replaced by uh, Harley Quinn. Uh, Billy, do you know who I'm talking about? I, this is I don't. This character's no. name was Gary. The the little person. Yeah, in the Lee movie? Gill played a character by the name of Gary. I don't remember Puck. I do. I think his name was Puck. I mm-hmm. mean, it was he was. I might be conflating my characters, but I know he had a sidekick before Harley Quinn. Who was like? Who was a short person and um, and uh, just you know did gaggy? Yeah, that's it. Is it gaggy? Gagsworth a Gagsworthy was once Joker's original side sidekick. I, and I'm pretty sure that for uh, for my mind, it jumped from the scene that uh, he he let uh, um, the short guy go um, in the movie. Mm-hmm. It jumped for me like oh. Is he going to be his first sidekick? Yeah. Um, the Joker gathered a group of criminals and his very own sidekick, a midget clown named Gaggy, to commit a series of heists stealing original or first edition items of anti- antiquated or historical value. So, I mean, Gaggy, Gary, I mean, it. you could probably make an argument for it. Yeah. And, I mean, the, the scene where, this is a huge spoiler, where Joker shoots... Uh, Robert De Niro shoots Murray Franklin. Mm-hmm. If you remember in in uh, the Dark Knight Returns, the uh, the Joker kills is on a talk show as a guest when he kills the the host of that show. Right, but that seems to be a thing. I've seen that in several iterations of Joker stories where he manages to insinuate himself into some sort of talk show, and he kills either the host or the audience or all of the above. Mm-hmm. You know, Frank Miller's. Um, Work the Dark Knight Returns, yeah. the graphic novel. Yep. There's this whole sequence where yeah, he's... that's what I was just referencing. Oh, okay, yeah. I wasn't. I yeah. wasn't sure. I, I missed that. Sorry. No, but that's that's almost exactly reminded me very yeah. much of that sequence. Yeah. And one I'd read about, and I don't have firsthand knowledge of this, but at the very beginning of the movie, there's I think there's TV news on, and they reference giant rats in Gotham City. Yeah, and I guess in the '80s, maybe the '90s, there was a Batman villain called Ratcatcher that okay. had giant rats. Okay, so I think I remember that, that one. may be one. That was one I'd read. So, is the movie a, a sequel worthy? Yes. Oh yeah. Did they set it up for such? They did, but yeah. uh, Joaquin Phoenix doesn't want to make another one. He doesn't. And, well, and the director said he didn't want to make another one okay. either. So, well, I'm sure they probably just left it open up. So. People can take it, and if they want to watch like Dark Knight Returns or anything, it sounds like they just want to make it open where it can almost mm-hmm. slip into any Batman mm-hmm. continued continuum. Well, I'm guessing the um, reason why Joaquin Phoenix doesn't want to um, continue is because he had to lose 52 pounds for this oh, role. Geez. Oh God! Yeah, you look at him, and it, it he definitely looks malnourished. It's it's 
gaunt. It, yes, it, it's very hard and awkward to watch in mm-hmm. regards to it. And um, Well, there's also something that they call it the curse of the Joker with actors who play it um, really don't want to play the Joker more than once. Um, Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, now Joaquin mm-hmm. Phoenix. I think the only two people that I know of who play the Joker who don't fall in that is Mark Hamill, who did the voice of the Joker. Right. For years, and, decades. Yeah, and for decades. And Cesar Romano, who... Romero. Romero, mm. who did it in the Batman show. But he played a more fun Joker. He played yeah. the 50s comic the fi- book version. Yeah, the version goofy Joker. version, yeah. Actually, one one Easter egg, or not even an Easter egg, it was just a fun little Batman reference. When uh, Arthur Fleck goes up to Wayne Manor to try and confront Thomas Wayne, mm-hmm. and Bruce Wayne is playing out front... He's, he's in like a little tree house, and to go see Arthur Fleck at the gate, he slides down a little pole. Oh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. that, that made me, that was like the only part that's, that made me See, smile. there's an Easter egg. Yeah. That's an Easter egg right there. That's cool. I like that one. Um, I know I had a follow-up question. So, so, you know, the director has said no. Joaquin Phoenix has said no. So who would do it next? I mean, you know, who, Robert Pattinson is going to be Batman coming up soon, yeah. and, and is he going to have a Joker, and who is it going to be? Uh, actually, I heard they signed Jonah Hill, and theories are he may play the Penguin, he might may play Two-Face. Mm. I could see so, Jonah Hill as yeah. Jonah Penguin. Jonah Hill as Penguin, I can yeah. see. Uh, yeah, I can definitely see that. Well, I mean, looking at it, I'm like, so if Batman is a younger version of him, mm-hmm. I mean, um, Arthur Fleck as Joker, there had to have been at least... What twenty years between? And that's why I don't. That's why I don't think this is the the Joker, Joker. but more of the mindset of Joker. Traditionally, the Joker is like ten, twenty years older than. uh, And Joaquin is forty, as to um, uh, Bruce Wayne's ten. So. I mean, it's, it's not that hard to think that when, if Bruce Wayne becomes Batman at the age of 20, that means the Joker would be 50. Mm-hmm. I've seen 50-year-olds who are more spry than I am at the age of 40. Well, <laughs> I was thinking more of, okay, which actors do come in and play mm-hmm. Joker at that point to kind of keep it more fluid. I think you almost and- got to give the Joker a rest. To be honest with you, I, mean, I don't think it, Batman has such a has such a great rogues gallery. <laughs> you don't need to go to him right away. Okay. And the newest Batman. So you give Pattinson a chance to set himself up and, yeah. and then bring it in. I'd love to see like more work done with like the Riddler, um, because I, I feel like there's a, the Riddler is an untapped gold mine of. Like, I'd love to see Jeff Goldblum play the Riddler. Oh, that would be awesome. That'd be something. I always, I've always grown up, and because I always, every time I hear the rumor. Every time that they were talking about bringing the Riddler into one of the Batman movies, everyone's like, Robin Williams. Yeah, he would have been great. Mm -hmm. And when they went with Jim Carrey, I was like... Mm -hmm. I still think he was... Jim Carrey was a decent Riddler. He was was a very good Riddler, but I was like, I I wanted... It's just the movie was... The the movie was rotten. Well, when you have a crappy script. Yeah. Pop, mm. Sorry, um, but Robin <laughs> um, Williams, um, I always wanted to see him as the Riddler because I think he would have brought that that flipping between the cold, calculated part of the Riddler versus mm-hmm. the kind of the gimmicky, you know, riddle me this, riddle me that. Mm-hmm. Riddler is one of my favorite members of the Rogues Gallery, and mm-hmm. I do firmly believe he is a very untapped character because okay. out of all of them, I think him and the Penguin are the two intellectually that are on the same level as Batman. Mm-hmm. Like intellectually, those two give Batman a run for his money because they're just as smart as he is and just as resourceful. <coughs> so you you say we should just leave Joker alone though, Billy. For now. Yeah. For now. 
Although here's the thing I is, mean, is how so is many he, definitive performances. Well, that's the thing is, I mean, when he's come out of out of the shadows, it's been something memorable. Jack mm-hmm. Nicholson, Mark yeah. Hamill, Heath I'll, Ledger. And now Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, but I, people I, are forgetting Jared Leto. I was going to say. I we're trying be, to. Yeah. We're trying to. I was noticing we were, we were avoiding him. Yes. <laughs> I think he did a good Joker, especially his chemistry with mm-hmm. Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I think um, Suicide Squad should have easily had been a story of him and, and how Harley Quinn became Harley Quinn because anytime that they were on the screen together, mm-hmm. it was mesmerizing. Like you keep asking, how can get this any more screwed up? Mm-hmm. And he did it. He always took it to that next level. But I saw the Birds of Prey trailer. I I, I want to go see wait it to see that. And I and I told you, I'm not a DC fan, but that one pulled me in. And it, I think the basic plot line, or one of them, is that. Harley is trying to get away from the Joker. Her, yep. She's Her cut and herself Mr. J off. Broke up. So I don't think the Joker is going to be in this one. No. And you don't need a man. Do, do you need to recast the Joker for that? Even for like, say, uh, flashback sequences. Well, well the thing I know. Is, is they have so much. I guess the the rumor is they have so much on the cutting room floor of her scenes with Jared Leto that they could probably put that in that movie and not have to. But do, do they want to add him into the movie? Do they want to keep him into the in the DC continuity? Well, the thing is, I know Jared uh, Leto. I don't think wanted to be Joker either yeah. <laughs> after his uh, after his Suicide Squad performance, mm-hmm. especially because he a lot of his scenes were cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was very upset about that. But he's also the ultimate character actor. Where he when he gets into a role. He gets into a role. He is a very, very profound, like, method actor, yeah. from what I understand. Like, Will Smith said it best. He's like, I never met Jared Leto. Because yeah. cause on, the, on the set, he was the Joker. Mm-hmm. Even when he was not being filmed, he was the Joker. He would send, like, rat packages to people. Oh, to, yeah, to Margot Robbie, she, he would send her a dead rat, because that would be what the Joker would give to Harley Quinn as a romantic gift. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he really got into that role, and... I, I agree with Billy. I think the Joker needs needs a break. Needs a vacation. Um, I hardly hope with Birds of Prey. I because I love Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. She plays Harley Quinn as Harley Quinn was initially written. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm interested to see what they do with that. And I love they interviewed Ewan McGregor who plays the villain in it, and he is he said that this is a feminist movie. He's like he loves the fact he gets his butt kicked. He's like, I love the fact that my character, who is a jerk to women, Mm -hmm. is getting his butt kicked. Well, good. He is a jerk to women, too, Hugh McGregor. (laughs) Hello there. General Kenobi. I'm I'm having a hard time wrapping my brain around what Chrissy and Billy are talking about. Because I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, all right, you know, you've got Mark Hamill and all the animated stuff. Okay. And there's no escaping that. And it's brilliant, and it's 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 iconic, um, you know. But Jack Nicholson was the Joker in in cinema, uh, in in what when was that movie made? 80, 89? 89. 89. And then you don't see the Joker on film again until Heath Ledger does it in Dark Knight Returns, and then you have who we've been trying talking about, you know, forgetting Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I was one. I, I wonder if if Heath Ledger was alive today, if they would have cast him immediately for the Suicide movie. Oh, I'm pretty sure probably. they would have. The Suicide oh, Squad movie. Oh, without, without but I'm, doubt. But I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay, eighty nine to two thousand. What was it? Eight two thousand nine. 
So there's almost 30 years of a gap with this character yeah. not being represented on screen. And then a token piss poor version of it in, in one movie a couple of years ago. And now this movie. I, I, I don't. I'm not. What you got to remember is that the Joker is such a bombastic character to uh-huh. begin with that when he comes on the screen, you really do forget all the other rogues. So I'm okay with it if it's every 10 years we get a really amazing Joker. Okay. But I think that there's so many more amazing characters that can be pra- I mean, I'd love to see, well, I was about to say Two-Face, but he's been played a couple times mm-hmm. already, too. Mm-hmm. Well, he was played, the last person who Poorly. really- well, Aaron uh, Eckhart did a great. Oh yeah, true. Piece. Aaron Eckhart did a he, decent but job. He, of it. he was overshadowed by Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Yeah, and I really and I I think they made a very poor. I understand why they made the choice to kill off Aaron Eckhart's um, Two Face. Mm-hmm. But you know, watching the end of um, Dark Knight's Return, where you have Heath Ledger saying, "I can do this. We can do this forever," and mm-hmm. realizing they really couldn't. Yeah. I, you know, a part of me was like, I really hope that they had a chance actually at the end of that to make it that Two Face lives. Mm-hmm. But they still killed off Two Face, and I was just like, "Ah, oh. he was such a." I would love to have Aaron Eckhart's Two Face have his own movie mm-hmm. because I think it would have been riveting to watch. There's so many of those rogues galleries, and I really hope that Joker is not the last of the rogues gallery origin standalone origin movies they do. I really hope that they do do others because I find them more fascinating than Batman's own origin. Like, how did they get to be where they are? Like, the Scarecrow, the Riddler, mm-hmm. the Penguin. I know the Riddler's story is so varied that it's, it is it is truly interesting. It's almost as multiple choice as the Joker's. Yeah. Well, so is Scarecrow. I mean, almost yeah. all of his rogue galleries, except for maybe a few. Because there was sort of the lighthearted version of the origins in the 50s when the characters first came out. Mm-hmm. And just sort of goofy versions. Yeah. And then they sort of darkened them up in future versions. Hmm. So. Well, I think it's a, as as we've gotten to know more of what trauma does to people, I think they started going into the trauma childhood to explain, okay, this is why this person is psychotic. Because mm-hmm. if we have a little bit of sympathy for the villain, you know, and, and we kind of see that like now we're I've growing up, I always side with the heroes. And now that I'm older and I'm, I'm watching old Disney movies, I'm like, oh, my God, I really can feel for the villains. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the, there's the classic animated series episode with Mr. Freeze. Yeah, oh, yeah. where you totally, you totally are sympathetic to him because he's just trying to save his wife. Mm-hmm. And they really played that angle so well all throughout that series. I think it was better than, you know what they did on the screen with oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Freeze has always been, uh, with, the, uh, with the exception of uh, Arnold's uh, Mr. Freeze, the, the Mr. Freeze character has always been the sympathetic villain, uh, at least in my mind, in every iteration I've, play, uh, I've played with, um, be it on the game in the games or like watching uh, Batman Beyond or Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. Ice uh, to see you. <laughs> Everybody chill. So you know, I was wondering how long it would take for us to get to a to a old uh, Arnie. Arnie, yeah, um, didn't take long. So good movie, Joker. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, probably my in the top ten, if not the number one slot for my uh, movies this year. Well, okay, as my friend and coworker Paulie Guglielmo says, he's had no interest in seeing comic book movies. But he went to this one because he likes horror movies and heard this one has sort of a horror basis. Okay. And it's one of his top ten favorite movies of all time. Wow. I, okay. I think it's I, it's a definite psychological thriller. Okay. It, it was very intense. Okay. It was definitely very intense. And 
I would be very shocked if it didn't have um, any nominations for any awards. I think Joaquin Phoenix wins the Oscar. I, I think he deserves it. The way devastated. he soaks himself into the yeah. character. Oh my God, yeah. It, he is so believable in mm-hmm. in this. It's mm-hmm. like you can see it. Uh, just and just the 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 flip. There's a there's a scene like at the very beginning, and I watched the breakdown. The director break down the scene because uh, he posted it on uh, Vanity Fair's YouTube pa- uh, uh, YouTube page where he just breaks down the entire opening sequence of uh, the Joker. And I, I just thought it was absolutely wild to see, like, how, like, committed uh, Joaquin was to the role of Joker. Mm-hmm. Well, considering, like, just the Phoenix acting bloodline itself, I mean, his brother River was always an amazing actor. And I I think I f- the first movie I saw Joaquin Phoenix in is Walk the Line, where he played Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... My, I never seen Johnny Cash live, but my mom and I were watching it. And she's just like, you think he's? She was like, he's not playing Johnny Cash. He is mm-hmm. Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very rare to have that kind of talent. Yeah, anymore. Joaquin is good at committing himself to his role. Yeah, and and River Phoenix was the same way too mm-hmm. in a lot of the roles he played. So mm-hmm. it's it's also nice to see that he that he and his brother share that talent. He's also very, from what I understand, he's very selective of the movies he takes. Yeah, he's not in. Uh, he doesn't have a huge filmography. No. He he has and and whatever he's in, you 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 remember that he was in it. Yeah. You know, Gladiator, for instance, when he plays uh, what uh, a Commodus, yes. you know, the emp- the the rogue emperor. You know, it's just you, you want to hate the guy. You just want to despise him. And and, and he makes do. it very easy to. Yeah. As an actor, he only has 53 credits. That's it? That's it. And he's been around for a while now, too. Yeah, he is 45. Okay. But, yeah, but then again, that, that speaks to him where if he's going to take a role, he's taking the role because he wants it. He's not right. doing it for money. Right. Which we all, I mean, even the best actors have done that. Mm-hmm. Where they've taken a role for money. So it's nice to see someone who's like, nope, if I'm not interested in it, I'm not going to do it. And and the up until like the 1980s, it was all TV series. And then looking at it, I mean, mm-hmm. there was probably a gap there. I think that was when his brother died. Yeah, because he took a gap because he took a break when his brother died. There was a self-imposed break somewhere between 2006 and 2010. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he did Walk the Line in 2005. We Own the Night in 2007. Reservation Road, 2007. Yeah, but a lot what of year did River Phoenix die? He died in the 80s, didn't he? 80s or 90s? 90s. In the oh. 90s. Yeah. Because I think... I'm I, assuming that was between 91 and 95 because there wasn't there was a four year stint where he didn't have anything. That probably was it because I think he was with his brother when his brother when his brother died. Yeah, Leon, uh, DiCaprio and Johnny or no Johnny Depp was. No. no, one of the, either. Yeah, I think Depp was with him. Yeah, Depp, Depp was with him. I think yeah. Caprio was with him, and I think ninety three he died. Yeah. So it was probably so yeah. So the ninety one to ninety. They're, they're a little brat pack there. So yeah. I'm actually not familiar with River Phoenix. Watch, um, watch did you Stand, see by, Stand me. by Me. Uh, yeah, a long time ago. Did you Did you watch um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? Yes. He Dun- he Dun- played. He's the young, young Indiana. Yeah, Jones. He plays the young Indiana oh, Jones. Oh, okay. Oh, I, f- I forgot Joaquin Phoenix was in To Die For. He was the kid mm-hmm. with uh, uh, Nicole Kidman that fell in love with Nicole Kidman. He was great in that. All, All right. right. So basically, buckle up. Brace yourself. Mm-hmm. This is not 
This is not a superhero movie. movie. This is not a feel good movie. This is Are not there, one of those. Marvel is there any movies. character this in the movie that you can dark. kind of associate with? There, there's the only likable person to me is the woman that he had a crush on. Oh, yeah. Um, who, should, who plays her? ZZ. Z, uh, ZZ, ZZ Betts. Beats. Beats. Yeah. For, and yeah. she was uh, Domino in in uh, Deadpool yes. two. Yep. Right. I loved her. In yeah, that. she was. Uh-huh. She was awesome. She was very. Uh, she. If there's a sympathetic character, I think she's a. As mm-hmm. close to it? As she, close to it as you can get. Mm-hmm. If she plays the single mom that he falls in love with, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and even, it, it's sort of um, vague what her fate ultimate is. fate is, yeah. Okay. The There's, he either kills her or he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're not sure which. And we're not sure which. Mm-hmm. Okay. And does he kill his daughter? Or does he kill, kill her, her daughter? daughter? Or? We don't know. We don't no. know. Or did any of that actually happen? Yeah, oh, yeah, because it's from all... up to that, uh, from like the point where he meets her to the mm-hmm. point where uh, he's the... sitting in her apartment, you don't know. No, yeah, because uh, he, it kind it was believable. I no, I thought uh, from the moment that she said Arthur the second time he saw her, mm-hmm. I knew she was a, a a a hallucination because he never introduced himself. I see. Mm. Yeah, but if they live on the same floor in the in the apartment, that come on, that to be able to uh, I I've lived I in know. places where I have known my next door neighbors for you. I, well, I if the, if the person who lived next door to me right now was standing in that doorway, I wouldn't know it. I don't. Well, you know. don't come out of your house. Well, yeah, he does. He's he, here. Yeah. <laughs> I can't really speak much of that because my whole street is all nosy, so we all know each other and we know each other's business. So I don't know the people who who are around me either. Like the uh, the people who live next door, I, I see them every once in a while, but I don't I don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. Well, that's another good commentary on our society too. Mm-hmm. Is you, we don't know how, our neighbors. How far we haven't come? I was gonna say I don't know my new minute, our new neighbors that just moved in, but Riker does. <laughs> not not well, surprised. Who, who who can resist Riker though? A lot of I people can. can resist. I'm him. good at it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I think sucker. it's time to take a break. Let's take a break, and when we come back, oh, we've we need got something a little more lightheartening. Yeah, we have got our question of the week coming up. And some events. Do we have events? Potentially. Potentially. What's the question of the week? <laughs> How are you? We'll tell you after okay. the break. We'll tell you after the break. was in there yeah, oh yeah mm-hmm. that's life that's life that's what all the people say you're riding high in april shot down in may but i know i'm gonna change Sinatra. that tune my favorite version of this when is david I'm lee back roth on top, <laughs> back on top back on top again I, I remember hearing that one once i said that's life I like the Michael Bublé version. And as funny as it may seem, some people get their kicks stopping on a dream. But I don't let it, let it get me down. 
This is my grandma's favorite song. The song plays a part in the Joker. It's crazy. The, the Joker ruined the song because now I'm associating the song with the meme. We live in a society. Don't ever watch Rever- Reservoir Dogs because that will ruin Stuck in the Middle with you. <laughs> Just don't ever do it. Reservoir Dogs. There's a movie. Yeah. Tarantino's first, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I watched I think like the it. first 20 minutes of Reservoir Dogs. It's a great movie, but after you watch the one scene where they play Stuck in the Middle with you, you can never hear that song without seeing that scene ever again. Hmm. I've managed over the years to do stuff like that. That's that, okay. That's I'm because you're twisted. Well, that's true. You, you have hit the nail on the head with that one. Well, I've known um, you for a while. Tanya Fabulous. Yes. Do we have, you, you had said something about events. Do we actually have any? <laughs> okay, actually, we do. So help me out with that. Help you out with it. Um, if people haven't been able to uh, find it or didn't know, we do have um, a trivia night um, scheduled um, through the 585 Rockenberger Bar um, on October 23rd. Um, we would love and want more teams down there um, to uh, have fun and, and participate in things like that because, I mean... And take down John. Take down John, yes. The Army of One. That's what his, his team name The was. other Our, team was Lunachicks. And that was, was, that was awesome. I love that was the cute. team name type Yeah, the thing. team name was awesome. And Lunachicks. I know it's hard to get trivia started and things like that, but mm-hmm. I'm like, hell, at this point, I will be able to play i won't win i definitely won't win because there were some things i had no clue i'll even play and i'm the host and i won't (laughs) win (laughs) so it's like definitely come down um check out uh, check out the link on um our page or on the 585s page um come meet chris live yeah (laughs) come meet chris live better than chris sleeping yeah um or dead but i approve the next one is october 23rd and um Please, please, please. Otherwise, we're going to have to revamp stuff. And Gail's created these events going out like for like the next... Tw- she's got like 12 events of these things scheduled. And yeah, like I'd, we I'd hate to have year. to cancel them because um, we don't have any interest in them. We have one that we might have to cancel because she did put one up on Christmas, Christmas Day. Day. <laughs> I won't be there. Chances are we definitely have to cancel that one because people should be hanging out with their families. I Christmas will be Day. home making foods. Yes. Uh, damn I'll it. Be I was going to be at the 585 right, oh, right no. to the trivia. Here's yeah. a trivia contest. Who's house. the only moron at the 585 right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Answer. Um, it's Tony. So I think also uh, Deanna had a suggestion to probably like offset it with a game night every mm-hmm. so often. Yeah. That type of thing. That's so, good. yes. Yeah, so check us out for Trivia Nights. Uh, the other thing that has been announced is Minicon weekend of December 7th and 8th at the Grease Ridge Mall. We will be back in the theater wing. Um, no, I don't believe that we're going to have a guest this year because it's too close to Christmas and yeah. we are gearing up for our... Although I'm sure you can go visit Santa Claus right around the corner. He's yes, a guest. You can. There's yeah. the guest. It's like come out and get your last minute gifts for. Um, we'll be in the your... theater wing during the day and the R wing at the night. <laughs> because we watch Joker. <laughs> there we go. No, it's just it's us. <laughs> yeah, that, that type of thing. So those are some events that we do have um, going on. Contact Brian at Brian at FC3ROC.org for um, vendor tables, artist tables, guest tables, if you want to be our guest. Be our guest. Our guest. Be, be our guest. guest. See, as soon as you said it, that's it. We were all there. We all looked at each other, and that was that. The guest, Our guest for the day will be Christopher, dressed up as one as, of those inflatable. No. That's oh, never happened. On. It's never 
happening. Come on. If we can get a sponsor to give us like 50 grand, I'll consider it. I will work on that now. That, that will give me a goal. That's I it. will find us well, a sponsor. Well, the last time I was in the studio, we were talking about you and your Darth Vader costume. Oh, for when, oh, I, perform, that'd be awesome. when I perform Dan's wedding? To see if you'd get back in that costume. Again, for a solid, substantial sponsorship <laughs> of Flower City we'll Comic Con, I will, I will consider it. We can always talk to one of the guys over at, um, what is it? The uh, 501st? The 501st. I'm yeah. sure they have a better helmet. That they'll let us borrow. You know, and I don't want to, because that helmet came from Arlene's Costumes, and I don't want to slam it. It was definitely a solid piece. It's a solid costume. It's a gorgeous but, costume. Yeah, it was a great costume, but the problem that it was the way it fit me, because I'm just, I'm I'm abnormal. Too tall. I'm too tall for my own good half the time. And so everything kind of fit me weirdly, and it was very uncomfortable for me. But and no, it was I, heavy. The, yeah. yeah. We were talking. And it was summertime, you know, or springtime, whatever. It or was May 4th. Late, late spring, early summer. And it was just not comfortable for me, but that's fine. All right, so, hey, Tony. Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. You're fired. Okay. Um, question of the week time. Yay. What stories, movies, or TV episodes have left you completely speechless at the end? Anthony. Uh, so, What my... stories, movies, TV episodes have left you completely speechless at the end? So, the one that immediately jumps to mind for me is um, the uh, the Walking Dead uh, video game um, okay. uh, from Telltale. The first season. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, at the very end, uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> um, Clem, you have the option to have Clementine kill your character or um, let your character turn into a zombie. Oh, I see. So you're in a no-win situation. You're in a no-win situation. You're going to die either way. Right. Um, the question is, do you want to be a zombie when you die? I see. Um, I remember very vividly not wanting to be a zombie. <laughs> so I had this little 10-year-old girl shoot me in the face. That's amazing. <laughs> that That's okay. This that would definitely... Ten, this little 10-year-old girl who I had mentored throughout the entirety of the game uh-huh. killed me. That's, uh, and that had to be an interesting scene to watch unfold. Yes. Um, especially, like... Since you saw it coming like a mile away, you, it was like watching a train wreck in slow motion. Okay. You're like, oh no, he got bit. Oh no, Clem's the only one with him right now. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> this is not going to end well. He, he's locked himself to the uh, to the to the uh, radiator. Oh no. Oh goody. <laughs> yeah. Billy Billy. Yes. What yes, story, cool. movie, oh, TV oh. episode? We just spent all that time talking. You didn't want the key fob. I just asked you, Tanya. <laughs> That's Tanya doesn't want to answer. She doesn't want to answer this question, so she's running for the hills. Let me answer it now. All right, go okay, ahead. You're next. Then you're uh, next. Then um, uh, the season finale of um, NCIS last year when Ziva walked in at the end. You're like. Yeah. By the way, these answers might have spoilers. Oh, sorry. Spoilers. Okay, now I'm running, Billy. Okay. All right, Billy. <laughs> Me. I, I, I have a couple answers for this. Okay, good, because I do too. Uh, the first, Twilight Zone, the original uh, series. Uh-huh. Rod the episode with Burgess Meredith is the man who loves to read. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Oh, I remember that. Oh my God, yeah. It's such a good episode. And uh, he. He lets himself. He works. He's a bank teller. No one ever lets him read, and so he uh, locks himself during the bank in the bank vault during lunch, so he can quietly read. After lunch, he opens the door, and the world has been blown up by nuclear explosion. Oh my so stars! He's, he's wandering 
the world, trying to figure out what to do next, and uh, comes across a destroyed library, books all over the place, ah, time enough to read at last, and he bends over and his glasses fall off and break. Oh, no. <laughs> I, that, that would be my hell. That would be my hell. Okay. And that's so, obviously so the short version, but that when his glasses fall off and break, you just... You feel really bad for the <laughs> poor guy. Because <laughs> he finally gets to read and no one's going to bother him because he gets yelled at and harangued everywhere he goes from his wife to his bosses to everyone he knows. He and finally he's going to get some quiet and then his, he breaks his glasses. He just wants to read. Let him read. <laughs> <laughs> We so, had to destroy the world to give him an opportunity, and then whoops. he broke his glasses. And then That's the first amazing. time I saw that, I was like, "Oh, it, it really!" You heard the reaction of them. Oh my God, yeah! <laughs> so. That's mine. And then the modern day Twilight Zone, Black Mirror. Okay. The Netflix slash BBC show. Yeah. There's a couple episodes in particular, even though I love most of them. The one we uh, did the uh, Not a Book Club about White Bear uh, a couple seasons back, where you find out that the woman who uh, you're sympathetic to through the whole season mm-hmm. winds up being a, a killer who day after day has to go through this hell of being supposedly chased by zombies. Turns out it's just like looky-loos taking pictures. Oh, and boy. Do you remember that? I vaguely remember yeah. that. Yeah. So I really like that episode. And then there's an episode of Black Mirror called Shut Up and Dance, <laughs> which uh, through the, the whole episode, it sort of has a lighthearted tone. And I don't want to spoil it, so I'm not going to... But sort of a lighthearted tone where hackers catch uh, a teenage kid masturbating, basically, and and blackmail him. Uh-huh. And they send him through just hell, trying trying to prevent him from releasing this video to everyone he knows, to everyone in his contacts. Okay. So he goes through everything where he's going to help a guy rob a bank and a guy that's being blackmailed from by the same blackmailer for something else. And huh. it goes through, like, this whole almost like... Um, a, Mousetrap. Remember the mousetrap game where one thing triggers another yes. triggers? Mm-hmm. Yes, so I he's do. going I through that. this whole rigmarole trying to not get this uh, video released. And at the end, he winds up having to fight to the death with another guy. And you find out what was actually on that video. Mm-hmm. And it's so disturbing. Oh, dear Lord. And all of a sudden, like this sort of lighthearted, funny episode just turns into the darkest thing you've ever seen. Ooh. And that's that's something Black Mirror is really, really good at. Yeah. So it's that, just kind that of one left me. I, like, in, I, I had yeah. to turn off the TV and go, I got to think about this one. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the Shut Up and Dance episode of Black Mirror okay. affected me like that. All right. Miss um, Harding. Well, when it cut um, TV shows, it's definitely is always going to be Twilight Zone. Just because okay. any episode I've watched, I've always had... I have a lot of them be like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, but when it, but the one that really was the first one that affected me, it's actually a book called House of Leaves by Heard Mark by uh, Mark Daniel Lewiski. And if anyone gets a chance to read it, it's actually um, the book. It is not a normal book. It's actually three stories being told at the same time. One is the uh, main narrator Johnny Truant, who discovers these files about a house that the inside is bigger than the outside. Mm-hmm. The other one is known as the Navid- 
Navdesen record, which is the story of the family living in the house mm-hmm. that's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. And then one is Ten the words. house itself talking to you. Oh, nice. And they're all going on at the same time. So as you're reading the book, you have these three stories going. Mm-hmm. And there's even pages where it's like one word. There's pages where you have to turn the book as you're reading it to read. And I mean, it gives you a sense of claustrophobia and insanity. Um, and at the end of the book, you literally are like, what the heck did I just read? Gotcha. And it's just an amazing book. And they're still dissecting that book to this day because the writer has said there's a lot of hidden stuff in there, too. Mm-hmm. So... It's one of those books that you read it once and you can read it again and again and you always get something different out of it, but you still go, what the heck did I just read? Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the big one for me. We discovered that in college and stole it from the library. Sorry, and Niagara. Now Chris. <laughs> and now Chris. Now Chris. Um, I got two pieces. Okay. One's a very old one. I was a kid. I was 11 years old. I was in a movie theater and I was watching the the very first time that I saw a sequel to a movie that I was actually interested in. It was Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Ah. That's an okay. excellent choice. That's and, a good like I, And that dope. one, when that, I remember my pulse was pounding the entire time through the whole second half of the movie. And and the, the, the movie's ending. And I'm, you know, I was so used to nice, neat packages. Happy endings. Happy endings and nice, neat packages. That's a great call. And and I'm just standing, I'm, I remember sitting there and my mom had taken me to the movie. So she's sitting next to me and she was just like, okay, you know, that was interesting. And I'm sitting there just, my hands are dug into the arms of the chair. What do you I mean still, Han Solo's in Carbonite? Yeah, what is, what, and what, you know, and just, oh my God, yeah. what the hell? Um, and the other one, because I have this habit, I don't watch a lot of series but I, I will watch a lot of finales because I want to see how the story that I've been hearing about mm-hmm. from other people ends. Yeah, you're talking to someone that never seen an episode of Sex in the City, but I watched the finale. Yes, I've done that myself. All right, mm-hmm. and uh, and in this case, because like with Friends, I watched the season, I watched the series finale of Friends, mm-hmm. even though I maybe watched two episodes of Friends in my entire All life. Right. Um, so I am going to call on the finale of The Sopranos. I've never seen that. That's a oh, great. Oh yes, that I have. is okay. a great. I know the ending. And how they're they're sitting yeah. there in the cafeteria or the the diner, and all yeah. of a sudden just goes to black. And people have been talking about it for years. Yeah. And it's like, what the hell did I just watch? I can't I wait to watch that. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Where, yep. The, where people all across America thought their TVs were broken. Yes. Well, and it was interesting because the the guy who was the writer and who wrote that ending, mm-hmm. there's a reason why he chose to do it that way. Because he said, he goes, well, when we open up, we're opening up in the middle of their lives. Mm-hmm. Why can't we just end it in, in the, middle the middle of their, of their lives. lives? Yeah. And I was like, I'm like that. Yeah. I remember a- him being very cranky with people because they're all like, oh, he got whacked. And he's like, no, we don't know what happened to him. Yeah. We're closing it out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, an honorable mention will be, and I'm, I know I'm one of the few people on the planet who actually has enjoyed the, the new trilogy of, of Star Wars movies so far, uh, but at the end of Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, it one was of just like seven. With everything going on at the end, I'm like, what the hell did I just watch? was basically my whole re- I mean, I loved it. I thought it was a mm-hmm. great movie uh, for a lot of different reasons. And, you know, just so that was an honorable mention for me. But, though, you know, I'm going to stick to my first two, two Yeah, votes. those are great choices, both. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. And Tanya missed the most amazing thing I've ever heard. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. it's not usually the first time. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. the we, last time. I can't believe we actually did that. Wow. Uh, it's amazing. It's crazy. I'm still, I'm still, <laughs> I think we got 
Pulitzer sure Prize. Yeah, yeah. Is there what's the podcast award? Is, uh, is that a, the the potties? The potties. The potties. <laughs> <laughs> I won that one. We got. <laughs> we got to start that one. This podcast awards. They, we man. We managed to get. They're in Seattle. They are. They, really? they do have an award. They, they have do an award have ceremony. An award ceremony in Seattle for podcasts and YouTube channels. Hey, I'll okay. be there. I'll, I'll accept the award on our. There behalf. you go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and this is for Chris and for Tanya and for Billy. And guess what? Yes, I'm fired. <laughs> <laughs> Fire me now, people. <laughs> Well, that's cool. It sounds like we have a show there. You yeah. fired yeah. me once. You fired me a million times. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Yay, new music. I love new music. And this has been Monkey Business, your one-stop shop for everything geeky and everything can be geeky if you love it enough. A product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation, purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con, coming at you in the May of 20. 20. We're going to see clearly now the May is gone, or something like that. Anyway, follow us on Facebook. Like us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us wherever we go, and we will do what, folks? We will lead, lead you, you where the entertainment is. is. That is good stuff right there. We'll catch up with you next week. You guys have a great week, and we will see y'all soon. Got some, I got some Got some apple rum at home. Apple rum is good. It's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Does it tastes like a Jolly Rancher? Yeah, it does. Oh, I God. like the idea. <laughs> Go Bills! They're not playing. I don't care. They're even better for them. People hear this, they will be. Dum, dum. You had to throw that in there. I had to. Why not? <laughs>